evening everybody this is barbara with canon girl speaks podcast and i'm so glad um on tonight to welcome um these uh, special guests on tonight um this this particular episode we're going to talk about um since this is um october this is breast cancer awareness month i wanted to bring on um some guests that have gone through the journey of being um we'll say uh being um how do we say it uh being winners, mm. being winners, and, and also winning the battle, yes. you know, of breast cancer. And so um, I'm going to have them introduce themselves, and um, like I told them, they can talk about, they can say who they are, their family, married, kids, grandkids, and all that. We'll give them an the opportunity to do that. So without further ado, I'm going to uh, introduce uh, Miss Nicole. Hello, everybody. My name is uh, Nicole Brian Polk. Some of you might know me as Duan. Um, I have two boys, uh, 10 and 14, and um, my family, you may know, um, Raynell is my aunt and did hair down here, work with Denise and Selena, um, uh, May uh, Johnson, uh, she's uh, my um, mother, kids, granny, and um, let's see, I've been here for, uh, well, I grew up here, graduated in 99, and um, I Crash reunions this weekend, so yay for that. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I actually just, uh, yeah, just became cancer free on September 13th of this year. Right, that's awesome. Right, yeah. right. And that's about it. All right. And so next, we're going to have uh, Miss Rhonda Dilworth introduce herself. Uh, yes, my name is Rhonda Dilworth. I have a, a son that's 30, a daughter 32, and they're both married to wonderful individuals. And of course, have a grandson oh, Oliver that anyone that knows knows all of my Facebook is full of him <laughs> and then I have two puppy dogs that are my favorite so <laughs> and lots of students that I consider my kiddos <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. so I wanted to um, I told them um, before the uh, before the recording is that I wanted to bring them on so that they could share their story of um, their um, their journey with uh, breast cancer and um, just talk about you know as far as just the beginning you know how you know it was discovered and um, just the whole journey and then just the I guess a motivational piece on how women and men because we know um, men can also be diagnosed with breast cancer and just be on that journey and also being um, just aware of your bodies mm -hmm. and being aware of you know being in tune with your bodies and knowing what to look for and, and also just it's not a scary thing there's you know with, with, with the way we have medical technology and science you know um, it's beatable mm -hmm. it you, know, definitely it's just, is. you know early detection is the key mm -hmm. you know and so um, without so I want to leave I want to start that conversation out with you know just your journey the big from the beginning and we can let Nicole start first okay um mine actually started at the it was like the end of january and i had always had like a little bitty pea size maybe lump in my left breast but every time i went to the doctor and got my checkup they were like oh it's fine it's nothing you know so as i got older it grew a little bit bigger but it still wasn't bothering me and the doctors were still okay with it and it wasn't until the end of january of this year where it got just ridiculously sore. I mean, I couldn't touch it. I couldn't put a shirt on it. I mean, it was bad. And so I finally went to the ER and they did the exam and they referred me over for a diagnostic uh, mammogram. So once I went in and got that done, then they um, called me and told me that they found a lump and um, the mass seemed pretty big and that they needed to do a biopsy. So I went in um, to get the biopsy done, which was scary, but also it was kind of, it was 
painful because the mass was hard. I mean, it was like really, really hard. So they had like a hard time gathering what they needed to gather in order to take the biopsy with. And so when she finally did, you know, get it and gather it, they sent it off. And then I had to wait about maybe like a week or so. And I'm on pins and needles like the whole time because I don't know what's going on. And I'm still dealing with this pain or whatever. And the pain medication was not working or whatever. And then they finally called me on February 6th. Like I said, I'll never forget this date <laughs> as long as I live. Mm -hmm. And that's when they told me, they was like, you know, Miss Polk, I'm so sorry. You know, I did come back cancerous so you didn't have breast cancer. And so I'm like in total... And complete shock because I'm like you know where do I go from here and your mind gets to racing you know a thousand miles now what about my kids am I gonna live am I gonna die is it stage four you know where am I at and so after that of course I cried it out you know and I have a good support system so my friend was with me um, when I got the news so um, we both just cried it out and like okay let's toughen up now what's the next steps you know what do we have to do next so I ended up getting scheduled for um, chemo and getting that set up and that was definitely scary because I was scary, in there and like <laughs> so many other people mm -hmm. were in there and you see when you go in there you don't expect to see like as many people but it was like full of people that were waiting to go back to chemo some had masks on some didn't and some had hair some didn't I still had a, some of my hair you know once I went in and got started and man it was just tough <laughs> it was just tough in that first um go around even going through chemo chemo was very hard on me i mean it was very hard because i ended up being diagnosed with uh triple negative breast cancer and it was stage 2b and so with the triple negative breast cancer there's no pills or anything you have to take you have to go straight to chemo mm -hmm. so i had to go in straight into chemo and i took two different medications the first one was taxol i believe and I had uh, that bag uh, took about four hours and I had to go every other week. And then once I did four rounds of that, then they switched me over to another one that's called ANC, AKA the Red Devil. Because yes, it's I was going to say red. the Red Devil. It is Everybody horrible. knows of it as it the Red Devil. So and it lives up to its name. It does. <laughs> it makes you so sick. It's, it's tough. So once I got through that and I had to do four rounds of that and that only took like maybe two and a half hours. But still, it kept me so sick. So I was like in and out of the hospital dealing with that or whatever. And we had got to the point where June 11th came. And it was like my last chemo. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm glad this is over with. This is the last chemo. Oh, my gosh. So hopefully everything works out well when I get ready to have my surgery. And I won't have to come back to chemo. Because my doctor had told me that there was a 50-50 chance that I would have to go back through chemo again before I could have, you know, before I could go forward with my surgery and whatever after they did the mastectomy. So um, after that, I did have the mastectomy on the um, the left breast and they checked the lymph nodes and everything and that wait took forever because it took like two or three out, two or three weeks before mm -hmm. I finally got that back. And that's when they told me that, you know, it was, um, there was no scarring and that it was um, cancer free. So I was like, oh my God, thank God. So I don't have to go through chemo anymore, <laughs> but I'm still having to wait. So right now I'm at the point where I'm just, you know, getting ready to go through the reconstructive um, surgery and then all the other little surgeries that I have to have after that. But um, motivation is key. Like keep me ahead of is key because this fight is you can't be weak. You can't have any fear. You have to go in there with your head strong knowing. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to fight this. This is going to work. No matter how sick you get, no matter how you're tired, day in, day out, wake up tired, go to bed tired, <laughs> you still have to get in there and fight. And once you give it your all, 
it works out. You know, I had some friends that I have lost, you know, that I may do to this, you know, disease or whatever. So with me still being here, it's like I got more to do. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely a struggle and hard. And it was hard as far as my family going with my children or whatever, because I couldn't really take care of them. Glad that they're older kids, but it does take a toll on you emotionally as well as physically or whatever. But I can tell you is that if you are dealing with it or you know somebody who's dealing with them, just keep that encouragement. Don't go to them, you know, with a sad face. Go to them and uplift them. Keep them happy, yeah. you know, because we have enough sad stuff going on yeah. in our life. Yes. You know, you don't want to be, you know, yeah. you want your friends to come around you and they're sad and crying, thinking yeah. you're on your deathbed. Like, no, <laughs> no. don't give me a death yes. sentence. Yes. Um, don't give me a death <laughs> Don't sentence. be giving yeah. me that. You know, yes. Don't speak that on me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you just have to keep it going. And so I did. And so now I'm feeling like a lot better. And I'm just pumped and ready to get, you know, to the next stage that I can get back to this, what I call me is relearning how to live my life again yeah. now. Because obviously that, there was something that needs to be washed away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I started back new. Like my son sent me a text message the other day, and he was like, "It's like God gave me a new mama." Oh, and wow. it, that is a great. That's yeah, that's, that's perfect because like. you do have a totally different outlook, outlook on, on life, life. Yeah. and everything. Everything. Absolutely. I mean, you didn't so, even realize the so ocean was so beautiful. I want you to share your story because I, you know, I. You know, I admire you because I saw your journey at the very end. Yeah, oh yes, I was very open. I was like, I really feel like God does this. I think if we get something, we're supposed to use it as a teaching tool for others. And so uh, I was very fortunate that Dr. Cook here got me and my other doctor would not. I mean, he couldn't. He kept going out of town. I'd never met Dr. Cook, but I'd heard great things about him. So (laughs) I went in and he instantly without he knew something was up uh, i had discovered a lump getting dressed for my son's graduation at college mm. and i knew something and my heart knew it but i was like it's okay it's gonna be fine right. and i started trying to get doctor's appointments and then dr cook got me in and he saw it and then he sent me the next day to dr kingsman and i remember my husband going with me uh, and Dr. Kingsman looked and he goes, oh yeah, I don't know if y'all know Dr. Kingsman. He's a great doctor, yeah, he but he's so matter of fact. Yeah, he <laughs> so he goes, he looked at my husband and he goes, oh yeah, that's cancer. And, and walked out to oh, go get something else. Right. And my husband, I looked over at my husband and he had tears. And I said, Tommy, if it really is, you're going to have to put your big girl panties on. <laughs> right. We don't have time for crying right now. Right. We got stuff to do. <laughs> and I think Dr. Kingsman had realized that, oh, that was a little abrasive. So he comes back in, apologizes, and said, even if it's cancer, we got here quick. You're going to be all right. And I, And it was so weird to me because I never thought I wouldn't be. I remember people sending me all these, bur- like, I'm from the community of Red Oak, and I mean, they, everybody's just flooding me. Former students were sending me flowers, and I remember sitting down with my son, and I think that's the worst thing when you have cancer, is seeing the effects on your loved ones. Yeah, so you never want so them to hard. feel like you're fearing anything, because... I mean, I already had a husband that was in tears. I mean, yeah. I had to, <laughs> so I remember telling my son, I said, I, you know, p- 
people are sending me stuff, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what they're freaking out about, <laughs> right. but I can tell you I'm fine. Yeah. I do remember the one thing, though, when I got into the car after Dr. Kingsman's visit. I had kept this straight face, you know, with my husband. And, Honey, it's going to be all right. But when I, we had driven separate cars, and I got in my car, and I looked at my hair in the mirror, and mm. I bawled. Because I know that sounds so vain, but women, a lot their identity is their the hair. hair. How you gonna color it? Yeah. How you gonna cut it? Yes. What? How you gonna style it? And I looked, and I'd always had long hair, and I looked in the mirror, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm about to be bald." Yes. But I, and when it first started falling out, my husband had came home and told me about a client of theirs losing an 18-year-old son just weeks before graduation. And I thought there was another message. Yeah. Don't cry. Yeah. Right. Just and so I called my mother in law. She shaved it all off. And I said, Well, I'm about to experiment with different colors. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do wigs of colors and <laughs> right. styles. Yes. I will tell you, there were times I'd put wigs on and go into Corsicana and no one knew me. It would be a blonde wig. <laughs> And I'm like, they're not even saying. And then I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm going right. to go incognito. <laughs> so it is. And I was like, the chemo made me very sick. I have an immune problem. So it crashed it. And so I was in and out of the hospital. Right. And But then again, when you get to get on that elevator and you see people mm, that are absolutely. still there, you just think you're lucky, you right. know. And right. you get in the car and say a prayer and. Thank God that you're still going to be with your family. Right. And um, so that's always how I looked at it. I looked at it like whatever I've got going on, there's always someone that's got it worse. It could be their daughter or their, you know, so that's how I just, I was like, it's not going to get me. Yeah, absolutely. So. And that's just the, and that's just the, you know, I just see the mentality that people that have, you know, you want you want to have them to have that mm-hmm. positive because that make that does make the difference with you know being cured. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, you know, let's talk about um, your caregivers. You know, that is so important to have. Like uh, and said, they don't get enough appreciation. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They do the not get you know, enough appreciation. You have to have that circle of people that will be in your corner to help you get through that, it's that journey. That support system is with with anything you're fighting. Right. I don't care what you're fighting, but. Yes, I had my dad, my mom, my if people would take turns taking me to chemo. Right. And yeah. I remember seeing there were ladies there that had no one. Oh wow. And, yeah. and did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that and that was hard. Oh, because it even was with so the four hours, my sister hours. my younger sister came and she sat with me and they would give me Benadryl. Yeah, first they always to keep yes knocked out. Yes. And she was sitting there the whole time mm-hmm. <laughs> while I'm going through, you know, the chemo. Yeah, they had the little thing hooked up to the port in my chest and while the medicine was going in. And, you know, she would just sit there and eat her snacks, and I would and keep you, just keep you company. Yeah. Just keep you something to laugh about, <laughs> right? Exactly. Other than being connected to, to that, pump yeah. so. medication. But yeah, my caregivers were like great. My doctor, uh, Doctor Beeson, he was amazing. He was funny, and he always kept me laughing. He was hilarious, or whatever. But him, my oncology nurses, um, then I had my sons, and then my friends, and I had like. Even people I didn't know, people right. from out of state, they were helping me with stuff. Thank all of you guys. I love all y'all. I mean, even helping me with the kids, you know, getting them through school, getting school supplies, school clothes. I mean, a lot of people just, you never know how great people are or how great people can be 
until something like this happens. And you hate to say you wait till something like this so drastic happens, right. but you see the humanity in mm-hmm. people yeah. when they do stuff like that. And this was just, it was just amazing. And even still now, even though you know I'm, you know I am cancer free, but I still have a journey to go as far as with the surgeries and all that stuff because I just got my port out last week and um, even with that people are still you know let us know if you need anything mm-hmm. you know call us you know keep us updated and all this kind of other stuff but yeah my, my husband ate better when I was sick because I'm not even <laughs> but our neighbor Val could cook and yeah. I every time we came over there there was something new that she had cooked so I mean uh and there would be days that I would get frustrated. Uh, was sick. I'm like, yeah, uh-uh. And my husband would be there, or my. I mean, you just it takes that. It. Yeah. Uh, I. I really felt my heart went out to those that didn't have uh, a support system. Right. You know, there's so much. But that that's part of the stuff. journey. You learn to appreciate those that you love exactly. even more. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so you know, it, um, with um, you know, just kind of like you said, you're. You know your 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 life is like an open book because you share mm-hmm. you share that on social media, and so just watching you even after your sickness, it's like you just started traveling. I, I mean, you started seeing. I was like, but, oh my god, you, you know? know. And so to share share that mm-hmm. with um, Nicole because that's the right. thing. That's where you want to because you. It's like you took a a different outlook on life. Uh, yes, like, you know what I did. Short, I, I most certainly it. did, and I. I at one time thought I don't know if I'm ever going to be a grandma. I mean, there yeah. is that you get, you get those thoughts thought. in yes, your mind. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And, <laughs> yes, you uh, absolutely. But we have one now, and I adore. You know, I'm always like, "Well, let's go here." I don't care if we have something planned. Right. We're going here. We're going to do this as a family. When I turned fifty, we all went to where. I, my husband and I went to celebrate one year cancer free. Oh, wow. It's in Jamaica. It's called oh, the Caves. Nice. The people are, oh, they're, we still go back. They know me now. <laughs> right. That's amazing. And uh, so when I turned 50, I said, I don't want a big, you know, mm. blowout party. Yeah. Right. I just want my support group. <laughs> We're going to go and, you know, celebrate the fact I made it to 50. Yeah. We have a grandbaby. Everything that I would kind of get a doubt about, it's all, it's here. And let's just be with the people that we love the most yeah, and celebrate. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah so, it, and, and yeah, like I said, though, I, I have a, a friend who, or sister-in-law, her husband, her brother, I'm sorry, her dad is fight, trying to fight cancer. Mm. And she said, I just, I look at him and he's out there just pondering and looking out. And I said... He's thinking how wonderful his, because he's in his 70s. I said, oh, he's yeah. thinking, gosh, I've got a great family. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've hit it all. Yeah. And I said, mm-hmm. he worries more about how you guys are going to be about him being sick. Oh. And it's just true, because that's one thing. You, you can be positive all you want, mm-hmm. but when you see your daughter cry, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what was hard for me to yeah. tell my 14-year-old because he was, that's my, I call him, he's my more sensitive, more intuitive child, so he knows when something is wrong. When I told my 10-year-old, he was like, 
you know, he was kind of scared a little bit. And he was like, okay, okay, but I wanted to tell him separate because right. I knew my oldest son. I knew he was going to take it the hardest. And so when I told him, he like just completely broke down mm -hmm. and he cried. He was like, you know, God, please don't take my mama, mm -hmm. you know, and he was going through. And I was like, baby, mama not going nowhere. We're going <laughs> yes. to do this and it's going to be great. Yeah. And we're going to make this fight and whatever. And I let him cry it out and get it out of his system or whatever. And it was hard because it actually took me a week before I even told my family. So the only person that knew was uh, my boyfriend and my sister. Like they were the only two, mm -hmm. like I had told them that day. And she had came over to the house like that day. And we were just sitting there and we were just, we was like, okay, we just finna hang out and chill. I just, I gotta release my mind, you yeah. know, I can't deal with this right now. And so we just kind of watched movies and just, you know, cracked up or whatever, you know, after we got the initial shock mm -hmm. or whatever, cause we knew, okay, well, what's next? What's next or whatever. But yeah, you do, like you said, you do have and, those thoughts. And even when you first get diagnosed, okay, because I was like you, I kind of thought, well, I may not. You know, there was a little. Yeah. But when you finally get that call, Mama's February 28th. It's just weird how you remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you get that call, and my daughter was in the room with me. And I said, okay, okay. And Dr. Kingsman called, and I said, okay, it's fine. It's going to be good. I'm, And then I told my daughter, and she's like, Mom, they just told you you had cancer, you know? Right. Like, but then you wonder, who do I tell? Like, how do you bring that up in a conversation? <laughs> yeah, that's like... Uh, hey, by the way, before you hear it through the grapevine, exactly. uh, I have cancer, but it's going to be fine. So you didn't know how, because you didn't want people to say, why didn't you tell me? I thought we exactly. were close. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just started making phone calls to those, and I just, I wanted them to hear it from me. Yeah. Yes, it's And I wanted them too. to understand it wasn't taking me, you yeah, know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Are you ready to uh, get that funeral clothes on? Yes. <laughs> yes. I said, I said, no, no, no. Yeah, we're, we're all good. Like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're not thinking like that. Right. right. And, so, and it is. But. You know, so, so um, for the listening audience, you know, just, just share how important it is, especially for our young women, our women in general, to be, you know, like I said, be in tune with their body, just to know, you know, what, what what's not normal. You know, when it's not normal, mm -hmm. you know, you know, just being in tune, it's, you know, sharing that, you know, just, you know, because sometimes, you know, especially in this day and time, you know, a lot of women, they don't get the talks like, no, they you know, don't like, you know, like back in the day, how our mothers and grandmothers talk to us. Yes. Right. Especially a lot of the young well, girls. Well, because you know. now they're all on social, yeah. they're all on their phones. Yeah. So they're not right. a lot having conversations, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> you know, you don't get the talk. Yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> They've the already learned it by the time you've done the talk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, someone had, I'd read a book, uh, and it's why I wore lipstick to my mastectomy. And it was about a lady that was on a, like some network and then, and she had gotten in the diagnosis. And then she was a, a, a public spokesperson for it. And I remember one of the funniest things I read on in the book was she got up at a snow skiing thing and she said, I just want to tell everyone to touch themselves. Yeah. She, couldn't get, she couldn't get their attention. Yeah, you know, it's right. a bunch of young kids are over there doing all these skiing things. And right. she's like, how am I going to get these? And she just went into the microphone and she said, 
hello, I'm here to tell you to touch yourself. Yeah. And she said, and then it was like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> I want to hear what she has to yeah, say. Exactly. And then she went in to say, know your body. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to check mm-hmm. and check all the time. Right. And I thought, well, that's a way to get their attention. Right. You know, <laughs> just touch yourself, learn, learn what your learn. body's like. It will save your life yeah, because exactly. the old, earlier you get it detected, the, the more likely it is. To I can care. remember um, um, I would I would always do something like for breast cancer awareness. I mean, I don't know for, for the last several years. And I can remember going to, I used to have this, I don't know if I got it from the health department, but it was actually a suitcase and it actually had the breast in there, the rubber breast. Mm-hmm. You could feel the lungs. Yes. And I can remember going to, it wasn't, it, it going to a, um, a, to, with a group of women, African-American uh-huh. women. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you just need to feel them. And so you can feel with the lump is. You, you know, they were like embarrassed. Oh, I know. They did not want to touch they the They did not want to touch it. I was like, you know, I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, they, it was like, they, I mean, it was like a women's group, uh-huh. but they did not want to feel on them breasts. But they want, you know, just it, to feel on them. It's part of it. I mean, yeah. it, you, it, it can save your life. Yeah, absolutely. So. I can remember that. I'm like, we, I mean, I guess, like you said, it's so some people are so private about it, but I'm like, right. we don't need to be private about That's it. That's how I was. You know, uh-uh. we don't need to be uh-uh. private about yeah. it. Let's get that education yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, know your body. Mm-hmm. Know your body. You know, from our little little girls on up. Yes. You know, right. I mean, we just need to be an open book. It you know, is. maybe back at, back 20 years, 50 years ago, women were like private like that. Right. You didn't talk about some no. stuff. You didn't talk about that. You and know? there's a even, <laughs> I mean, even with the medicine now but there were less people getting that were doing the self-checks i have a friend who had done a mammogram it was fine and but she found hers by doing her self-checks even after her mammogram so don't leave your body to a machine and stranger reading those tests that's true to too. decide if you're going to live or die that's right i'm that's not going right. to do that I, right. I won't do that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i take control of the situation so you do like you said it's your body mm-hmm. i mean so you need to know your body that's right, right. and you, you know. need to not be afraid if you do find something that's you know irregular or something that don't feel right because sometimes people are like oh maybe it's just in my head or mm-hmm. maybe i'm just imagining it no or it could be caffeine right. that's yeah. kind of what i told yeah. myself yeah. oh this is a caffeine yeah. but i'm just going to go ahead and get it checked out because yeah. i was like you i'd had uh several of the little and they would tell me it was from drinking too much caffeine you know right. and so i thought well but it felt different. You don't yeah. feel yeah. they're harder. They right. don't. Yes, they don't. Right. You definitely and, and, and I've also heard. I don't know. This was. I heard one time. Um, the, the husband or the found their lump. Yes. You know. I've heard. I've heard yes. That, that I had. Yeah. Well, know, so. the younger girl that I was telling you about the one that that's it. She said he found hers. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so you know that's whatever works. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> works. <laughs> and you don't want to touch yourself. <laughs> let your husband yeah, touch yeah. yours. <laughs> So you know, so that 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 just needs to be the message. It does. You know, this, yes. this is 2019, and we should be have a different, whole different outlook on just health in general. Right. You know, exactly. health in general from you know just from getting older as you age. You know, as we age, you know, I know we're I'm past 50, and so you know we go through the the different changes in our mm-hmm. body and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. so. Just having that conversation, yes. you know, just having it and just not being afraid to talk about it. Right, because it's your you life. Know, it's your life. <laughs> and you know. the more information out there, the more lives will be saved. Yes, so. yes. And now that, I mean, I'm just, 
now that we do have social media, mm-hmm. you know, you know, even like when when Kay was on last week, you know, she's part of a, a, a network of women, a group mm-hmm. of women that you know they share their stories, and then they help they help they help each other out on their journey. Yes, you know, because you know everybody's journey is different. Some people, right. you know, they need that extra boost, mm-hmm. you right. know, to right. that extra because sometimes you can't get it at home. Sometimes mm-hmm. your husbands or your or your kids, they don't understand. Right. You know, and sometimes understand. you don't want to worry them with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anything else y'all want to touch mm-hmm. on? You know, before we close out, because I really, I really do appreciate you guys coming on because it is so important. You know, and if this can save somebody, can yes. make make somebody make an appointment to get a mammogram, right. or just have somebody just have a discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I want to see more of our young ladies. You know, especially in our schools. You know, just yeah. be open to talk about, you know, their right. health and gender. And understand that October <clears throat> with Breast Cancer Awareness is more than just a pink just shirt. Just wearing pink. Right. That is, I mean, it is is supposed to do like they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Educating awareness. the awareness. people. Awareness. So it brings awareness to what we're actually trying to fight. Because exactly. I had, when I was uh, doing something for one of the schools, I it. I looked up and I was like, wow, every 13 minutes a woman dies still from it? Yes. It's because they're not getting that detection early. Early detection, yeah. I mean, every 13 minutes. So we need to get the, that that needs to be a longer time frame before we lose someone from this disease. And that's why it has to be more discussion in the household. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and more discussion in your church groups. Right. You know, more discussions in, you know, on the campuses. Mm -hmm. There's more discussion. And like we were saying earlier uh, before the program, men, I mean, they need to just, if they see something, don't think that because you're a man that it can't be breast cancer. Right. Because more and more they're getting, that's coming up too. Yeah, starting to get diagnosed more mm-hmm. and more. And I just think sometimes sometimes it's the it's the, the ugly beast, it's the, the food that we eat. It's, you know, a lot of stuff is, you know, processed. My oncologist said that. You know, that. it's processed. Yeah, and so you just, you just I've never, we've never seen the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the really the effects of so much cancer now because it's just everything is so processed. Right. It's quick. To, everything's quick, 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 yes. quick. Yes. Yeah. And that's what my you know, oncologist quick. told us. So then yeah. I get home and my husband, I'm a huge junk food. <laughs> and my husband, I get home and he cleaned out the pantry. We didn't have gluten. We didn't have sugar. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I still want to live my life. Right. right. I don't We'll do this in moderation. Yeah, you moderation. can't do that to me. Yeah, exactly. You know? You know like, cold turkey. I, mean, yes, I want to enjoy the yeah. life I fought for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, I really do appreciate you guys coming on uh, to Can a Girl Speaks podcast. And so before we close that, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to you know give your last little shout outs. You know, anything you want to say. Um, to anybody out there in, in podcast land or out there in the audience, listening audience, you know, you you guys are welcome to do that before we close out. Okay. Um, shout out to everybody who's been helping me out through all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have respect. Um, no specific names. Um, shout out to uh, my boys, Tyne D2, uh, my sister Jessica for being there, my sister Shay, um, my mom, Nell, just everybody, Judah, everybody who's been there and been supporting me. I appreciate you guys so much. And early detection does save lives. If you need to get a mammogram, go get it. If your doctor won't give it to you, go find you another doctor mm-hmm. that will. But make sure that you get yourself checked out. And don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of 
exploring the touch of yourself and trying to figure out what's going on right. because only you know what's going on with your body. All right. That's and I uh, want to thank my husband knows I thank him all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> he really did. I felt kind of bad because I felt like I don't think you're getting any. Because there would be some days I'd be really bad. To him. <laughs> but uh, every Body that was a support and I had students I had my Corsicana family yeah. I had Red Oak family uh, which made me just I was like I didn't know this many people like me right, <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> and for those that are going through the battle Absolutely. don't give up even I ended up having to have seven different surgeries oh, afterwards wow. But until you have a lot. sometimes you just got to make them right, you right, know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> My body kept re uh, kept pushing it. It would not like the the implant. Okay, I'd get a bad infection and we'd go back in there. But I said, you know what? I'm going to get it right. right. My body is worth me getting this right. Exactly, absolutely. <laughs> and so uh, there, at about the seventh time, my husband said, "Boobs are really overrated." You know? <laughs> They're, I mean, they're, they're still making you sick, so let's just, and I'm like, no, uh-uh, I like my boobs, and I'm going to keep going in there until they get it right. <laughs> so don't worry about whatever fight you have to do, just keep it up and know that you are more powerful than the cancer. All right, all right. Well, ladies, I really appreciate it, and I want to put this plug in now we are doing um the ross breast cancer um van is coming to corsicana on november the 2nd so if anybody wants to get on the schedule um just tell just you can um message me and i'll get you on the schedule to have your mammogram but it's going to be the ross breast breast cancer uh van um out of tyler texas they'll be in town uh, oh, set it set up they'll be set up in the super one parking lot so y'all hit me up if you want to get get on the schedule so with that with that being said, I want to thank you ladies for being thank on Kennedy Speaks podcast. Me. Appreciate um, it. This is going to air on Sunday evening, and so um, um, y'all just stay tuned. Tell your family to listen. Well, to I'll it. have to let them in the high school know they're always saying not. I think we play, and yeah, then they say <laughs> So just, really, like I said, just I, I really appreciate you guys coming out and sharing your stories. And so with that being said, thank you for listening to Kennedy Girl Speaks podcast. Good night. Can a Girl Speaks podcast is recorded at Shred Shed Studio. Shred Shed Studio, where you get big city production at small town prices. Recording, mixing, mastering, guitar instruction, production, and songwriting. Find out more at shredshedstudio.com or email your inquiries to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at shredshedstudio.com the premier music studio in Corsicana, Texas.